Hello, welcome to today's episode of Juicing the Numbers. I am your co-host, Joshua Tracy. I'm Corwin Heller. But what the fuck's wrong with you? I'm just having a good time, man. You know what? You know what? You do you. I'm proud. I'm going to be doing me. I'm going to be doing me all night long. Uh, Today we're talking about most valuable position uh, in the MLB and in the NFL. This is going to be a two-parter. Because when we, I think you asked me if we would do this um, topic, and I said value by wins or value by money, and you said both. So, Por que no los dos? So we're going to do both. So today we're going to do money, uh, which positions are the most valuable in terms of dollars, and then we're going to do a second part to this of which position is worth the most in terms of contributing to team wins. So uh, I did the MLB. As is my uh, forte, Corwin did the NFL, as is his, and uh, let's get started. So do you want to start, or do you want me to start? You can start. Oh, thanks, pal. I appreciate it. What a what a gentleman. What a guy. What a pal. All right, so why don't you go over to my, uh, my spreadsheet. So the way I did this was I took a spreadsheet from... Uh, Pro baseball ref or baseball reference, as I as I do, as I am the guy to to, to do so, and I, I pulled a few different um, pages. The first one I pulled was career earnings leaders. So which players have earned the most over the course of their MLB careers? Uh, then I pulled MLB's longest careers, and then I had to dig. Actually, this was kind of a weird one to find. I wasn't on. Um, baseball reference i had actually just like go to different websites and pull it out was mlb's largest contracts and this one was kind of a bitch because everything was either free agent contracts or like wasn't up to date because like Giancarlo stanton didn't sign a free agent contract he signed a contract extension right but in my eyes that's still a contract i guess it's not a free agent contract it's still Mm -hmm. a contract so like i had places where it would like be like it was up to date, so it would say Bryce Harper number one and then Manny Machado number two, and that's not right because yeah. there's a guy in between there. And, like, you, for the career earnings leaders, I don't know how you set this up, but it's, like, not with current contracts. It's with, like, all past contracts. What do you mean? Because, like, the career earnings for Alex Rodriguez is... 400 million. Oh yeah, this this does not include um the contracts just signed okay. by Bryce Harper, Nolan Arenado, and Manny Machado. Got it. But I don't think it includes um Mike Stanton either. John Carlo? Yeah. Um probably he technically hasn't earned it yet, I guess. Yeah, I was going to say it probably just is is that. Okay. Cuz it's a it's a contract, it's not earnings yet, I suppose. I'm going to trust baseball reference on this one. Go for it, baseball reference. You yeah. You guys. All right, so this is – I did the top 100 here. There's a fuck ton of names for these first two. You got – I'll just do a top five. We got A-Rod. Um, and I, I also put the position and then a simplified position. So for A-Rod, for all players, I picked out the position that they spent the most time at or, – or sorry, I should say earned the most money at. So A-Rod played shortstop for a very long time. I think relatively equal to his third base, because I always forget how much time he actually spent at third base with the Yankees. 
but he earned the most most of his money at third base. So that's where I gave him that position. So the same thing if you look at um Joe Mauer, who's going to come in at number eight. I put him as being a first baseman, even though everyone regards Joe Mauer, I think, mostly as a catcher. Most of the money he earned in his career, he earned at first base. Hmm. Because that was the whole second half of his career, and that's right. after he signed his big contract. Makes sense. Yeah, so okay. that's how I did it for this, which took a while. Especially because, as we get down this list, I don't know some of these fucking names. <laughs> so, top five was Alex Rodriguez. Alex Rodriguez, third baseman, infielder, and his career salary was $399 million. We'll just say $400 million. Kind of a good deal. A lot of fucking money. A uh, lot of money. Second was Derek Jeter, shortstop, infielder, $265 million. Then we have, Kind of a drop-off. Oh, yeah, huge drop-off. A $134 million drop-off is massive for anything. Basically the equivalent of, you know, Adam Wainwright or Jason Giambi. Yeah, it, it's massively significant. Who would you rather have, uh, Jason Giambi and Derek Jeter or Alex Rodriguez? Oh, you can't ask me that because I'm going to pick Jeter because I love Jeter. Jeter was our captain. He was our guy. And also because you're getting two players. No, but not even that. Not even that. It's because I... It, Dude, he was the captain of our. He was the first captain from. Ah, uh, I know it's honestly. It's, if anyone picked Alex Rodriguez, wow! If anyone picked Alex Rodriguez, I would call them significantly dumb. Nah, no, because if I was a cold, cold-hearted baseball franchise, I'd pick Alex Rodriguez. Why though? Uh because he's a great shortstop and a great third baseman, and he's a better hitter than both of those two by a lot. But it's I understand still building it's, a team and not just always getting the best player. No, even even if you're building a team, you take a rod. First basemen are easier to come by. I know it's Giambi, well, MVP like, Giambi. What but, if it was like uh, Adam Wainwright or someone? <laughs> someone in that same tier that we have on this list. Oh, let me finish that. I haven't got through the top five yet. Let me finish uh, that. All right, whatever. So it was Alex Rodriguez is number one, third baseman, $400 million. Derek Jeter, shortstop, infielder. Um, $265 million. Third place is Albert Pujols, first baseman, $257 million. Fourth place is CC Sabathia, uh, starting pitcher, $252 million. And then fifth place is uh, Miguel Cabrera, first baseman, $246 million. So that's a fuck time. Pretty good. Yeah, these, these are... Big numbers. Uh, there are 11 players who have earned over $200 million in, the, in their career. Verlander is so close at $198 million. I mean, he, not quite. He's going to get it, like, literally this year. He'll, yeah, he, he, he will. And he earned it. He's yeah. great. Hall of Famer. I didn't realize how old he was. Why is he, 36? He's like 36, 38. No, he's definitely not 38. He's definitely younger than CC. Like, for okay, sure. Fair enough. Someone took him in the second round of our dynasty draft today, or like this week. I wanted to laugh in their face because that's a terrible pick. Uh, clearly, they're going win now, I guess. Uh, he is turned 36 on the 20th of February. Happy oh, birthday. you know what? I saw a happy birthday post to him on Twitter. That's probably how I had it so quick. 
I'm not. I'm not going to claim sit here and claim I knew that offhand. Fair enough. I probably saw something very recently that said happy 36th birthday. Well, you know what? He gets to go home at night to Kate Upton. So yeah, yeah, yeah. He does. Kate Upton and 200 million dollars. Um. So from here, what I and we can go down the list. You know who was a surprising ad at the bottom of this list? Max Scherzer. Number now number 99, the 99th most career earnings. Irvin Santana. Santana. I, I, I don't know why that shocked me so much that he's earned more in his career than Larry Walker. But I saw Irvin Santana and I was like, that? Irvin? Like I clicked on this, his profile and everything just to make sure I wasn't going crazy. That Irvin Santana. I will never forget Irvin Santana because my first year playing fantasy baseball. You traded him to me. Yeah, but I, dra- I drafted him in like the 20th round. And he turned out this just all-star start to the season. And just like I didn't understand that he was a pitcher who actually had a career before that, and uh, I traded him to Josh. I don't remember who for. No Probably one's no one good. good. Yeah. yeah, and I was a great addition to my team. Uh, so now one of the things, real quick though, you could nitpick this. You could say uh, you had to adjust all this for inflation. You know the uh, let's let's pick a random the Chipper Jones. His contract would be more right now. Alex Rodriguez's earnings will be more right now. Do you stupid son of a bitch think I'm going to sit here and and in uh, and adjust inflation adjust every goddamn year of contract? You're goddamn right. No, especially because then I have to break this shit down by year because inflation changes every year. That's not happening. So we're taking this as it is, although you could caveat it all you want. Um, so, and as I'm sure you can see I highlighted the position that had the highest average earning. So what I did then is I averaged out every position, um, positional group, to see what, on average, that position of the highest contracts earned. And the winner was third base by, like, a decent amount, too. Um, Just for anyone's curiosity, on this list, we have 17 first basemen, two second basemen, six third basemen, four shortstops, uh, five catchers, nine right fielders, ten left fielders, seven center fielders, thirty-seven starting pitchers, one relief pitcher, and two DHs. Uh, Corwin, Who's the relief pitcher. I was going to ask you, who do you think? I Give me a wild Mariano. guess. It's Mariano. Yeah. yeah. Um, who do you think the DHs are? Um. So I would say Pujols, but I feel like he definitely made most of his money at first base. Plus, he spent most of his career in the National League. Also very true. Yeah. Uh, fucking cards. Um, Nelson Cruz. No. He started getting... He got good weirdly late, so he just... Um, he wouldn't make the list because most of his uh, yeah. earnings have been after his mid-30s. Um, who was a really good designated hitter? And only a designated... Oh, Prince Fielder? Nope. He's a first baseman. Well, you know, well yeah. For probably the for the most of his career. I always remember him from the uh, uh, Brewers. Oh, wow. Yeah. That wasn't, actually, no, I think the Marlins, are, no, Tigers is the, thing, the team I always think of him with. I forget, I need to look at his baseball reference page. I forget what teams he was with. Yeah. Um, who? David Ortiz. Yeah. Really shocked he didn't get that yeah, one. Yeah, I'm surprised. I thought, yeah. I thought you were going to get that yeah. one. The second one, Victor Martinez. Oh, okay, yeah. Who just retired last season. Yeah. I think his last game was against the Yankees, because I remember watching, I think his last at-bat was a hit. Because I remember, I think they mentioned it during the broadcast. And the only way I would have been watching that game is if he was playing the Yankees. 
How long did uh, Big Poppy play DH compared to first? Oh, his reps at DH outshine everything else. Like, it's uh, crazy. I gotta look it up. Because what Baseball Reference will do is at the bottom of each player's page, they'll show a list of appearances. And that's how I did this determination, is where did you spend the most of your time? Um, more so for the next one than, than for this one. But, like, I think he had, like, 2,000 plate appearances at DH and, like, a few hundred at first base and, like, a couple, I think, in the outfield, but, like, nothing worth noting. Um, yeah, really not much. Out of his um, 2,408... Uh, appearances as a batter, he spent 2,029 of them as a DH, uh, 128 as a uh, pinch hitter, and uh, 278 as a first baseman. So, like, yeah, I mean, the guy was a DH. Uh, so, if you want to break this down by uh, positional group, we had 34 infielders, 26 outfielders, 38 pitchers, and still just two DHs. So I just want to say something. He had a career war of fifty-five point three without adding any defensive war at all. Well, believe it or not, D war usually drags down players. It doesn't usually help players. It helps very few players. Hmm. Fair like enough. Jeter's war would be higher without his defense. Was his D war really that low? I'm not saying it was that low. I'm just saying it was negative. Ted Williams. Ted Williams has like negative fifteen or something D war. Like, D-War is usually what drags down players. It does not usually help players. That's why there's, like, a big caveat on, like, Andralton Simmons' war. Because Andralton Simmons has a lot of his war from D-War and not from hitting. And even though it's built into war, defense just really doesn't fucking matter if you're a great hitter like Ted Williams. You know? Um, To an extent, I should say. To an extent. So. Yeah. Wow. He had negative 24 D-War. Who? Derek Jeter? Yeah. He played forever, and if you average, you know, negative 1.5 D-War over the course of his 20 seasons, uh, I mean, you know, it doesn't have to be a lot, but over the course of a career, it, it really adds up. Do you know what his war is? Uh, Jeter's? Isn't it like um, it's in the 60s, low 70s? 72.4. 72.4. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, so, if we just look at this, the average mega infield... Um, contract or career earnings, I should say, is $163,516.25. Um, I'll just go with bigger numbers than that because it's that's a pain in the dick to read. Hmm. Uh, which beats out our second place, our average of the two <laughs> DHs who appeared on this list of $150.2 million. Uh, our average big pitcher earnings. It was $144.7 million, and our average outfield large earner was $143.3 million. So it says that, you know, if you want to rack up career earnings over a long fucking time, you should be an infielder. And if you're going to be an infielder, you should be a third baseman. I feel like that having A-Rod with such a ridiculous contract kind of drags that over in favor of third baseman. It probably would have helped even more if I added Machado and Arenado. Also very true, yeah. If I just would have dragged the average up. Damn. Yeah, well, I think it's because third base is a defensive position and an offensive position. Like, mm-hmm. it's the neatest. Third base and I, I'm going to say uh, center field are probably the two biggest combinations of the two. Because um, we did this and when we did positional weighted runs created plus. 
where we said like you know your up the middle positions are usually more defensive centric, um, whereas your corner positions are usually more offensive centric. Right. But if you can find someone that can do both, you know, really fucking well, uh, I think third base, shortstop, and center field are where you're going to see a lot of the money being made. Uh, the problem is sh- the problem is with shortstop is that it's usually the position you start in and transition away from. You know, usually if you're a shortstop, you'll go over to second base or over to third base or in extreme instances over to, to first base if you're really, you know, at the end of your ropes career Maybe career-wise. the outfield if you're being transi- transitioned as like a I prospect. E- I wouldn't even say, ah, uh, maybe. I've heard of it, but it's really... Same thing with first base, though. First base isn't common either. Yeah. Um, but it's not a position t- people typically stay at their entire career. So it's going to hurt what would, would be the most earnings part of your career because like i said i count a rod here as a third baseman because it's where he earned most of his money even though he started his career as a shortstop so uh if you looking at this would you rather be for an infielder a third baseman where there's only six on this list but the average contract is 202 million dollars earnings i should say or be a first baseman which has a you know forty million fewer lifetime earnings on average, but there's seventeen of them on here. Give me first base all the way. Oh no, I only made a hundred and sixty million dollars in my career compared to two hundred. Oh no, let me cry myself to sleep tonight on my bed of money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's 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 so much fucking money. It's so much fucking money. Let me pitch. I'm a six foot eight left hander. And I could make 144, but there's 37 people on there. So actually, pitching is what is what gets interesting for me for our next list. Um, let's just jump over to that real quick. MLB's longest careers. My boy, Harold. So I'm going to sort seasons by largest to smallest. Um, just to read out the position groups here, um, I have 10 right fielders on this list, 7 left fielders, 4 center fielders, 12 First baseman, five second baseman, eight third baseman, seven shortstops, eight catchers, 35 starting pitchers, nine relief pitchers, and two DHs. But I can name them. Uh, go right ahead, bud. David Ortiz and Victor Martino? No. Martinez? Uh, David Ortiz and Harold Baines. Gotcha. Yeah, Harold Baines played forever. I want to say 22 years. Um. Yeah, I saw him just now. Actually, when I first opened it up, and just <laughs> ne- didn't realize he was a DH. Yeah. Um. He he is what people will classically call your your classic uh, professional hitter, because he was nothing in the field, and um, pretty much like the most of his career is only spent with American League clubs, just because they needed a dude who could hit. Anyway, so our our longest. Uh, careers here. I want to read a few names because there's there's some ties. Uh, 27 seasons for Nolan Ryan and Cap Anderson. And if you're saying to yourself, who the fuck's Cap Anderson? That's because he played in 1871 to 1897. So Doesn't he, count. he stopped playing uh, before the 1900s. In all honesty, playing for 27 seasons when the life expectancy was probably 27, pretty good. Yeah, and he's he's you know he's one of the founding fathers of the game in kind of a way. He's one of the first greats, really. Um, so yeah. Anyway, so uh, Cap Anderson was a first baseman, and if you don't know who Nolan Ryan was, I hate you 
personally, <laughs> you, who's sitting there at your desk not knowing Nolan Ryan, I hate you. See, I just want to point something out. You always say that like people who listen to podcasts are like sitting at their desks in front of their computers. I never listen to a podcast unless I'm walking somewhere with my headphones in or if I'm driving. I, I say it because I'm listening to podcasts at my desk at work. Because you're just doing it at work when you don't actually have anything to do. No, I do it during my work day okay. because they're easy to just kind of like pop in and if I need to pause one, I will, but like most of the time I don't. See, I only listen to it when I'm walking to class or driving somewhere long distance. If I ever felt like hooking my, my phone up to my radio in my car, I'd probably listen to it in the car, but yeah. I'm way too fucking lazy for that. Plus, you can't have your spreadsheets open in front of you when you're lo- listening to them. No, and then then, then, then what's the point? <laughs> All right, so our next two, Deacon McGuire, played for 26 seasons, tied with Tommy John, played for 26 seasons, and if you're thinking to yourself, oh shit, Tommy John at the surgery? Yes, Tommy John at the surgery. Starting pitcher for the New York Yankees and other teams, but the, the Yankees. And you the know. guy who started that underwear brand. I don't even, is that a brand? Yeah, I think so. Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. Yeah, Tommy Jones. Why not? Uh, but he was the first guy that had the UCL surgery that now bears his name. Um, and he played for 26 seasons, has over 72 war, and is not in the Hall of Fame, which is a crime. But anyway, Deacon McGuire, fucking catcher, 26 seasons. Damn. That's intense. And then uh, we have a big. How does he have knees? Dude, he probably doesn't. Well, he's also dead. Because uh, he stopped playing in 1912, and I think it's a pretty fair assumption that this man is no longer with us. But you can't assume stuff about people anymore, don't you know this political climate, Josh? Yeah, I'm I'm a bad guy. He could be trans celestial. <laughs> I don't fucking know. Anyway, I'll have a big tie here at 25 seasons. I'm gonna read out because why fucking not? Uh, Eddie Collins, second baseman. Bobby Wallace, shortstop. Ricky Henderson, whose jersey is hanging on my wall. Neat. Uh, left fielder, Jimmy Moyer, starting pitcher, Jim Cott, starting pitcher, Charlie Who, starting pitcher, and uh, those are the guys. So I already read out the positions individually and um, how many appeared on this list of the about 108, I think, how many names are actually on this list, a little bit bigger than 100 because I had to cut it off. Uh, in terms of generalized position, we have 40 infielders, 21 outfielders, 44 pitchers and two DHs. So the longest average length of career for these these guys on the longest list uh, is a three-way tie, 22.6 years, tie with being left field, second base, and shortstop. So I think shortstop gets inflated because of the early years of shortstops, like Honus Wagner is on this list. What a guy. And, you know, Honus Wagner played forever, and that was at a point in time when, like, you didn't switch over. Like, like this fucking guy, Deacon McGuire. No, one, no one's spending 26 years, no one's spending 15 years playing catcher. At some, Buster Posey's not playing catcher much anymore. And especially not after having the surgery. He's probably right. going to be mostly first base. Joe Maurer didn't play Joey Bart-Tom. 10 years at catcher, I don't think. Um, no. Yeah, so... I, I'm going to say shortstop's a bit inflated for that, although left field makes sense because that's your noodle arm guy. Um, I love you, Brett Gardner. That's me. I'm that guy. <laughs> and second baseman also makes sense because, like we said previously, we, uh, typically second baseman is where like your good defender who's getting kind of older goes, mm-hmm. like Omar Vizquel and all those guys. Um, although, when you add these position groups together, so infield, outfield, pitcher, and DH, the 
t- the the position group with the longest average length is pitchers at 22.4. Um, which is not a huge difference, by the way. I will say that the other three numbers are 22.3, 22.2, and 21.5. So like, it's not like it's huge. But it is the biggest, um, which I think also gets favored because of the age thing. And because size always matters. With what? The size of your heart. Fuck you. <laughs> uh, but I, I think it's interesting because I think if you think about like your favorite pitchers... They do age. If if they can age, they usually age pretty fucking well. Like, like CeCe Sabathia has been pitching for 18 seasons. That's forever. That's forever. You know? Yeah. Uh, Nolan Ryan pitched for an eternity. Tommy John pitched for an eternity. But, I mean, like, there are dudes. This, I mean, it's baseball. There's a lot of dudes who come in, mm-hmm. get hurt, and get out, you know? But it's, it really does seem like... If you can hang around, pitching ain't that bad of a fucking gig. Because you can hang around for long. Especially if you do like a Dennis Eckersley thing where you just become a relief pitcher. Yeah, not too shabby. No, and Dennis Eckersley is number 17 on this list. Well, he's I guess he's tied for third uh, or fourth. 24 seasons. 24 fucking seasons. Yeah, not too shabby. No, Mo pitched 19, Yeah, I think. Sounds right. I'm not gonna say it sounds wrong. Sure, you know. Um, what? What do you do? You take anything away from this? Play fucking baseball, Kyler Murray. Jesus Christ, dude. So let's take. Uh, let, let, let's now look at the before we move on to the last part of this, which is the the largest contracts. Let's just uh, compare our longest careers to our earnings leaders. So you said you wanted to be a first baseman because first basemen appear on the earnings leaderboard the most, yes. right? If you played first base, you and you played forever, based on the, our longest careers ever, they had an average length of 22 and a half years in the majors. What do you think of that? So you're saying I could play a lot of money. I could play a lot of money. Sweet baby Jesus. <laughs> I could play a long time and make a lot of money and not have to run that far. Yeah, you'd have pretty damn good longevity. Yeah, I could get fat like Prince Fielder and, you know, live the life. Now, it's interesting also because a lot of these guys who are on this list are not going to appear on our on our earnings leaderboard because... A long time ago. Not even that long ago for some of these guys. I mean, you look at Omar, I think, retired in like 2002. Um, Ricky Henderson, I think, retired in 2004. Um, it's more so just, I think the way the league is going, they don't care about old talent much anymore. It's not like fun for them to help a player, uh, you know, accumulate numbers over the course of their career. I, I, I think it's kind of one of the reasons uh, the free agency thing has, has been going the way it's going. Cause they think why pay you millions of dollars when we can just give it to this young guy. Mm-hmm. Um, also, you know, uh, when free agency first started, most of these guys were dead. <laughs> you know, free agency didn't start until you know Catfish Hunter, and that was in the seventies. Yeah, Late Cap 70s Anderson was not 80s. signing. You know, uh, Boris to get him a three hundred million dollar contract. No, <laughs> no. Um, especially because uh, that brings up the second point. 
Tina's didn't have $300 million. <laughs> Please. You should look up how much the Yankees were purchased for by George Steinbrenner. It's not a lot. I mean, look at how much the Cowboys were purchased, and, like, that wasn't that long ago. That was in the 80s. Yeah, same thing. Uh, uh, oh, Steinbrenner uh, bought it in the 80s? Uh, 70s. Late, 70s? Uh, okay. Mid-70s? I want to say, like, 74, 73. Anyway. You would know. Sure. <laughs> but, so, it, it's not going to favor that, but I do think it, it's still interesting in that, um, well, I wanted to bring up this point to you. What do you value as a player? I think you value two things. You value your money, and you value actually playing the game. Which is why you'll see people who, like Aaron Hicks. Aaron Hicks signed an extension with the Yankees this offseason. Seven years, $70 million. Just a weird contract in today's baseball market. Because seventy million dollars, yeah, very long for not as much money as you no, think. Ten million a season, and I think it's because at seventy million dollars, Aaron Hicks can set up his kids for life, mm-hmm. and if it, he's you know got good financial management, possibly his grandkids. Seventy million dollars is a lot of money. If he doesn't set up his grandkids for life, he is wasting a lot of money. Yes, and something's wrong, especially because mm-hmm. he'll probably have endorsement deals and shit. But that aside. The reason he probably picked seven years is because he wants to play baseball for seven more years. Like, these dudes, Ricky Henderson, if he had his way, would still be playing baseball in the majors. It, you know? And it's one of those things where it's such a team-friendly contract. It's the opposite of, like, the, the Hicks deal. El- or, yeah, the Hicks deal is yeah. so friendly. They're going to want to keep him around because he's going to be for a sure. guy who, you know what? Let's keep Hicks because he's a good player, and we're not fucking paying him anything. Yeah, if he ends up, you know, sucking wads in like five years with, you know, so let's say let's say four years, so there's three years left on his deal, ten million dollars a season. If if he sucked the start of this year, a team doesn't care about ten million dollars in a season. No, that's barely anything for a team. Right. Um. So t- I think players value. The time they spend playing baseball, which is an obvious ass statement. So when I was thinking about money, I was also thinking about time. And if you had to pick a position based on how long the average lengthy uh, career lasted, which would you go for? I'd still go with first base. Still go with first base. Yeah. I think that's a solid choice. I mean, if you're playing you're first base, twenty two and a half years. Like I feel like. This comparison isn't really fair just because it's all so damn close. It is really close. Um, but that's also because there's so many ties. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's just hard to and argue this is a against board. it. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, I, I think it's interesting. I think really there's no wrong way. I think if you wanted to max it out, uh, third base is still probably your best option because it's, it's got the highest um, career earnings by a mile. And the longest, the average career for uh, third baseman who appeared on this lengthy careers list is 21.6 years. So there's good longevity at the position. There's not bad longevity at any position here. Um, although I just will say my biggest takeaway was I was really surprised. Really surprised pitchers. Whereas so I figured that would be a big drop off. I figured that would be like close for the infield and the outfield and then big pitching drop off. Right. Because outside of like. Nolan Ryan and Tommy John. Those unit. are the only two big ones I know. Well, you know, Randy Johnson lasted forever. 
That's true. Um, he did play for a long fucking time. Uh, who is it? CC's played for a long time now, almost yeah. 20 years. I mean, like, big-name guys have played for a while, but, you know, there's also guys that only last, like, four or five years. and they're yeah. Koufax only played a handful of years. Uh, Don Newcomb only played for a handful of years. Um, Ron Guidry only played for, like, a, you know, a handful of years. Clayton Kershaw's career's looking like it's coming to an end. Especially since he's going to be starting the season not with the team will be starting the season on IL so it still feels weird to say mm-hmm. uh yeah i'm also surprised i don't know why i thought for both of these categories outfield would be a bigger thing cuz like you look i figured i figured just figured there'd be better longevity with outfield i guess um and more earnings cuz we see so many like you know the John Carlos Stanton contract another Bryce Harper contract I know, but I'm I'm saying you'd still suspect that over time, like those contracts would be the most. But like outfielders only appear 26 times out of 100 on the um, earnings list, and they uh, those contracts average out to 143.4 million dollars, which is the lowest of all the averages. And then in the longest careers, outfielders appear 21 times uh, for an average career length of 22.2, which is also the fewest, not counting DH. I, so I was. I was just surprised it was that significant of fewer appearances on both lists. I thought those would be two of the biggest, mm-hmm. you know? Moving on to MLB's largest contracts, I got the top 20 here. It's just kind of a weird list to accumulate because um, a lot... It's not on baseball reference, which is fine. They don't need to have everything. Mm-hmm. So if this has some errors in it, it's because, much like with our last stats episode about team attendance, I did this by hand. So... I also made sure to input the recent contract signings so Harper, Machado, and Arenado all appear on this list. And we'll fix it for when, you know, Dallas Keuchel signs for $350 million. Of course, yeah. yeah. 17 years, <laughs> $350 million. <laughs> and the team that does it, the White Sox. <laughs> all right. On a non sequitur, just before we get lost in this. Go ahead. How do you, th- like, so let's say... Bryce Harper wanted to get paid five hundred million dollars. Okay. But what if he signed for like fifty years? No, no team would do it. Why not? Because fifty years is too much for them. Why? Uh, because then he has to and occupy a roster spot for fifty years. What instead they would do is they do what the Mets did with Bobby Bonilla, where it would just be deferred money. Okay. Yeah. So you're, the roster spot thing is what I overlooked. Yeah, I was thinking about it. Like the actual value would be nothing to them. Although no, you couldn't. You you could still, but then they'd have to actually cut him. I think they would still have to pay him. You have to pay him five hundred million dollars, right? Um, and even if you cut him, you have to pay him, right? But I'm not sure what the difference is at that point between deferred money and deferring money and just cutting him. I think at that point you just want to. Do you need a reason to cut a player? Can you just He's cut an him? Asshole? Oh, do you need a reason? No. Yeah. Not at all. I, although, I don't think Harper would sign that, though, because... Oh, he, he would definitely not sign yeah. that. Yeah. I, I thought you were going to say, what if it was a $500 million deal over three years? <laughs> like, like, no guarantee of a career, but $500 million. <laughs> they might be in the luxury tax at that point. Imagine it was the Marlins where they have no major leaguers. It's just Bryce Harper and then a bunch of dudes who get paid in peanut butter sandwiches. I watched I watched the bench warmers last night where it's just like three guys playing against a whole other team. Yeah, and yeah, I just yeah. imagine it's um, Blake Snell, 
because he's the only good pitcher they have left. Actually, no, it's going to be Brett Honeywell because he's such a douche. Nobody else wants him. <laughs> okay. Um, they just have some random catcher that they use as like a bullpen catcher and then just uh, Bryce Harper in the outfield having to catch every ball. Sounds great. Because Brett Honeywell is not good anymore. That sounds great. All right. Let's make that movie happen. So to go to the, the list of the top 20 largest contracts ever given out, uh, top five is Bryce Harper, 13 years, $330 million. Giancarlo Stan, 13 years, $325 million. Fucking nothing. Uh, Manny Machado, 10 years, $300 million. Alex Rodriguez, 10 years, $275 million. And Nolan Arenado, 8 years, $260 million. So now before you all write emails... None of you do. <laughs> Saying, uh, Giancarlo and Nolan Arenado's were extensions. They still have to sign some shit, right? They still have to sign something. I'm going to call that a contract. And you can suck my balls. All right? Put them in your mouth. Swish them around. Do what you got to do. All right? Lick them. So. Oh, I hate that I do this with you. <laughs> you love it. Oh, you love it. Uh, so on this list, we have... Um, very few position groups relative to the other ones. We only have three right fielders, two of which are the one and two. Number three being Jason Hayward, all the way down at number 18, uh, who signed an eight-year, $184 million contract. Uh, zero left fielders, zero center fielders. We have five first basemen, one second baseman, three third basemen, two shortstops, one catcher, five starting pitchers, zero relief pitchers, for a total of 12 infielders, three outfielders, all of which are right fielders, and five pitchers, all of whom are starting pitchers. I do want to say that you we have three third basemen and two shortstops. One of each of those is Alex Rodriguez. Yes. So, to explain my rationale with this one, is that's just what position he was playing yeah, when he got the contract. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I just think that's funny that it is he, funny. Is, he got he's the only one with two on here. Yes, um, Cabrera came kind of close because he has um another contract that was like a hundred and sixty something million. I think that was before the contract directly preceding the one that is on here, but uh, just didn't make it. So, Corbin, looks like your choice of picking first base is working out pretty fucking well, as they've been well represented on every single one of these lists. And I'm going to have to say that that's because a lot of longevity, so you wouldn't have to worry about dishing out big contracts and then your player getting hurt because first basemen don't get hurt that much. No. Um, and they're usually pretty stable. They're good hitters. You don't have to be a great fielder. Um, so if you are cool, if you're not, we'll figure it out. Um. Yeah. Is first base hard. It's incredibly hard. Uh, can you can you without looking give me the give me some of the starting pitchers you think are on this list? Uh, Kershaw, Kershaw, Grinky. Yep. Yep. Um, Mad Bum. No. Okay. Mad Max. Yes. Two more. Uh, David Price. Yep. Oh, who are you, little mystery? Last buddy. on the list. What team? Uh, currently, the Astros. Oh, Verlander. Yep. Who do you think the only catcher is on this list? Buster Posey. Uh, Joe Mauer. Oh, okay. Yeah. Good for him. So, I would take away from this, if you want... Uh, so, the highest average 
uh, contract on this this much smaller list, but still highest contract average is right fielder. No fucking shit. Two hundred eighty million dollars, although does not tower above the other ones because the third base average is two hundred seventy eight million dollars, being helped very much by Machado, Rodriguez, and Arenado being the three fucking third basemen, and they are as numbers three, four, and five on this list. Not a bad deal. Yeah, no. Uh, I love how much Jason Hayward drags down right field. I know, it's so fucking funny. Uh, The greatest average for positional group, so infield, outfield, or pitcher, is still outfield, um, still $280 million, because there's only three outfielders on this list, and they're all the right fielders, so this didn't change. Whereas (laughs) infield got dragged down, to $234 million, and pitchers is also the same as two, at $205.5 million because all pitchers are starting pitchers on this list. Um, I'm not shocked by the lack of relief pitchers at all. I'm also surprised by how few outfielders there are. Only three yeah. outfielders compared to 12. There's more pitchers on this list than there's outfielders. Well, left fielder doesn't really surprise me cause, just because there isn't any superstar left fielders right now. None that are coming to my head immediately. And center field outside of Mike Trout. What this is tough because this goes back to our our, our PWRC plus conversation where center right. fielder is usually a defensive position. So like JBJ when he goes for a, a new contract mm-hmm. is not going to get a mega deal no. because he can't hit. But he, even though he plays great center field, he can't hit. And these contracts, no. if we're being honest, are or, about hitting. Right. And not being miserable in the field. Right. So, I mean, Trout, I think, will shatter this. Oh, yeah. Trout will give, you know have an appearance. He might get a $500 million contract. Uh, he deserves four, at least. Oh, yeah. Um, God, if he got that, Dude, if, that would if break Bryce the sport. Harper, if Bryce fucking Harper can get a $330 million contract... Trout's got to get four. I, I mean, the dude's just so head and shoulders above everyone else. Yeah. God, I can't wait. I, I know. It's it's so frustrating because Aaron Hicks is the second best center fielder in the American League. And it's not even close <laughs> to being first because of how fucking good Trout yeah. is. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I just... I really thought you'd see somebody um, on this. So, why do you think this is? What that we don't have outfielders? Yeah, or or you could say that infielders is overrepresented. Um, probably because the power <laughs> positions in baseball are first, third, and right field, and those are the positions that are well represented, and that's what gets big contracts. I think. First off, you're right. If I had to expand right. upon it, I would also say. Defense matters less in the outfield. Not that it doesn't matter, just that it matters less than infield defense, and therefore it makes the outfielders easier to replace. So chances are, if you have like a Nolan Arenado, you're not going to have an easy time replacing a platinum glove third base MVP finalist every season like Manny Machado. Who would you rather replace, Nolan Arenado or Charlie Blackman? Oh, Charlie Blackman in a heartbeat. Right, who is heartbeat. still a fantastic center fielder. Of course. Silver Slugger, Gold Glove, the I'm assuming. Nine. Yeah. I actually don't know for sure. Oh, he did. I'm okay. pretty sure. 
Um, I'm just gonna look it up just to be safe. Yeah, why not? Um, and he plays in a bitch of an outfield too, because it's yeah. fucking enormous. But no, I would rather have to replace. I mean, when they when when the Phillies signed too many first basemen <laughs> last off season, they just made him an outfielder. They 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 made Reese Hoskins an outfielder. They just stuck him in left field because outfield defense isn't as hard, though it's still hard. None of us can do it. It's not as hard as infield defense, and you'd rather have the bat. And I think that chances are it's easier to replace that. Um, so you're going to give more large contracts to infielders or starting pitchers because a good starting, a good ace worth his weight in gold. You know that's why pitchers appear on this list so fucking much. And I'm willing to bet with uh, if I had to make a guess. For why the right field contracts are the highest. Granted, there's only three, so they get an unfair advantage with there only being three. So there's not too much averaging that needs to happen. Um, two of those deals are thirteen million dollars. I'm going to just go with longevity. Yeah, you know. Um, I looked it up. Charlie Blackman has two Silver Sluggers, three-time All-Star, and a batting title. Never got a Gold Glove. All right, then I'm willing to bet it's because of that ginormous outfield. Uh, I do have two graphs, two two little guys, two just little to fairs. show as a visual the the things we talked about already. Nothing new to glean off of it. Just just to just to let let you know it's there. Hey guys. I also have two graphs. I just didn't even mention them. That's okay. Just fuck them. Uh, any final thoughts on the MLB side of this? No. Oh, um. So if so, Wait, since have we talked about we've talked about the NFL, right? No, we have to do that now. Oh. That would explain why I haven't talked about them yet. So this question is, what is the most valuable position by monetary value? Yes. What what position would you go with based on what I have presented to you? By monetary value, I would say third base. Yeah, uh, it seems to certainly shake that way. Um Third base has the highest average earnings of the 100 career leaders in uh, career earnings leaders, I should say. Um, they have a very good average length of career in terms of the 100 leaders, 100 people on the career season leaderboard. And they're well represented on the top 20 largest contracts given out, given out of all time. Um, this I, I I was trying to think of my conclusion myself because all right we talking value as into the team because then we bring in the war part which is going to be our next episode so I didn't want to do it um, or are we talking best value for your time as a player so if that's the case um, I'm not sure anything really changes here just because our average career length that we're using right now isn't very disparate it's all very close so i would also probably have to go with third base um although i think corwin's guess of first base or corwin's previous choice of first base is a good option or if you can become one of the greatest starting pitchers of all time uh doesn't hurt uh yeah that's also pretty fucking good since 37 starting pitchers was the most of any group um, or any single position on the career earnings leaderboard um they have a really it was the most appearances on the longest careers leaderboard, and it had it was tied for second. No, it was tied for 
first most appearances on the largest contract leaderboard. So clearly being a starting pitcher, like a really good starting pitcher, is also pretty fucking nice. So um, I would say any of those three, I guess don't play the outfield unless you plan on being Mike Trout. Being Trout or Harper or Stanton. I mean, I, I, I guess it's just not worth it. I, mean, I, I guess, relative to your other yeah. options, which is really not what I was expecting when I went into this. No, I wouldn't expect that either. Yeah, but well, here we are. Here we are. Here we are. Here we are switching to the NFL. Um, Hear that yeah. transition? Wow, great stuff, Josh. Um, I should win a Pulitzer. Mine is a little more obvious because I don't really think there's a question about which is the most <laughs> valuable position in the NFL. No. Uh, so I kind of what's the second most valuable position? Yeah, here, it Corbin? basically just kind of comes down to by how much is quarterback the most valuable <laughs> position, and what could argue itself becoming second. Um, so I actually picked the four biggest positions, oh, most important big. positions. Holy shit. Okay. Yeah, so I did the four most important positions in the NFL, as um, deemed by Corwin. As deemed by Corwin. Um, because I'm smarter than everyone else, and because <laughs> if I did every position, this would have taken fucking forever. This would have taken years. And I'm not going to do that. No. Um, there's 22 positions not counting s- the special teams. Well, there's not... Tw- actually... You, so there's 22 people on the field, I should Right. Say. If you yeah. want to get down to it, there's probably like 40 positions. That's, that's, based that's, off that's of different too many of them. Could play. Yeah. And I'm not about to fucking do that. Because no. that's fucking insane. I do not fault so you. So I picked quarterback, edge rusher, left tackle, and cornerback. So basically, if you had only four good players on your entire team, one of them has to be at each one of these positions. Because otherwise, your team's not doing anything. So what I did was I pulled the top 40 players at each of these positions in regards to total value and then broke it down by average value per year total guaranteed money for that contract and the fully guaranteed money so if you're unfamiliar baseball uh, basketball and i believe cocky all of their contracts are fully guaranteed when you sign them so no matter what happens if you get cut if you get injured if you get if you retire um no i'm not sure if it's if you retire retirement i believe you forfeit the remainder of your income fair enough that actually makes way more sense than otherwise but um there are incentives but they're not like the nfl's incentives where they'll be like it's a 40 million dollar contract with 10 million guaranteed and 30 in incentives it'll be like this is a 40 million dollar contract that could go up to 45 with incentives like it's it's much more reasonable. Yeah, like if you went on spot track, like it would say forty million dollars. It wouldn't say forty five, and then there'd be a weird discrepancy. Right. Like it would with the NFL. So, uh, so I did that for all four positions, um, and I'll go through them. But essentially, what I did was uh, I made two little tables down at the bottom, and essentially compared them, just grouped them up and compared them to each, and made little graphs that show how far apart these are. So, going into this, my theory was quarterback is going to be like 25-30% higher than everything else. Edge rusher was going to be right behind it. Left tackle would or 
edge rusher would be up next, left tackle would be just behind that, and then cornerback would be kind of a drop-off after left tackle. Um, but if we look at the top five or so for each position um, in terms, do you want to do average value or total value? I don't give a fuck. Let's do average value. Sure. Because I feel like that makes more sense for football since these contracts aren't very long. That's a good point. Um, so for quarterbacks at $35 million, I'm sorry, $33.5 million a year, Aaron Rodgers, which is probably the only one of these that will actually make sense. Um, and you'll see why. Because at $30 million, number two, we have Matt Ryan. Twenty-eight million. We have Kirk Cousins. Jimmy Garoppolo is at four with twenty-seven and a half, and Matt Stafford at five with twenty-seven. I think Matt Ryan's makes sense too. I wouldn't say Matt Ryan is the second best quarterback in football. No, but I would say that his team was in a position, and he was in a position for that contract to make sense. Right. So he just took him to the Super Bowl. Lost to the Patriots, and, and then, that's the thing is like like Tom Brady doesn't need the money, so he always takes like those team friendly deals. Right. So like I wouldn't say Matt, uh, or not Matt Stafford, Matt Ryan is like the second best QB in the league, but I would say the contract also does make sense. It it in doesn't like, make in a contract sense, in money sense, it makes sense. In value wise, I don't think it does. All right, that's fair. Um, because these That's contracts fair. are so short and because the uh, cap hit for the or cap space for the NFL goes up so much every year, really this will be completely different in two years. Yeah. Um, whoever signs the most recent quarterback extension basically becomes the highest paid quarterback in the NFL. Highest paid player in the NFL. I swear right. to God, you hear the highest paid player in the NFL. It changes right. two, three times every offseason. I think it's going to be a little while before Aaron Rodgers gets dethroned just because he is clearly the best quarterback in the NFL right now until whatever we decide whether or not Pat Mahomes is going to be the next fucking Jesus Christ. And he's more than one season. Yeah. Um, so for edge players, we have $23.5 million. We have Khalil Mack. 20.5716 is Demarcus Lawrence. Who... Is he the one that just got indefinitely suspended by the NFL? No. Who am I thinking of? Randy Gregory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Randy Other Gregory. defensive end for the Cowboys. Yes. This is like the second time he's been indefinitely suspended, too. They just need to... It doesn't matter. Just keep going. <laughs> um, Von Miller comes in next at 19.0833333. Just to be, you know, very specific for you guys so you understand. And then Ezekiel Ansah at 17.143, and Frank Clark at 17.128. Um, all of these make sense to a degree. I mean, Frank Clark was just um, franchise tagged, so that's the reason why he's so high up. Uh, same with Demarcus Lawrence, but this is the second year in a row, which is why his value is higher. Um, I think we've talked about this previously in other episodes, but a franchise tag is the value of the five highest paid players to your position. And then in 
consecutive years, it goes up by 20%. Yeah, so it's the average value of the top five, uh, average of the top five contracts, and then I think you just add a certain percentage. 20%, yeah. Yeah, right, you said 20%, um, yes. yeah. So, I mean, we have guys like Olivier Vernon, Justin Houston following. Um, you know, these are all, they all make sense. Sure. Um, so, when I did edge, I included both, uh, four three defensive ends and three four outside linebackers. Both are considered edge rushers, guys who are supposed to get after the uh, quarterback. I just didn't want to have two different groups for them. So edge rushers get included in all. So at left tackle, we have Taylor Lewan at 16, Nate Solder at 15.5, Jake Matthews at 14.5, Russell Okung at 13.25, and Trent Williams at 13.2. Cool. Yes. Uh, huge drop-off yeah, with very, left tackles, very which so. has surprised me extensively. Uh, then at cornerback, we have Josh Norman at 15, Tremaine Johnson at 14.5, Xavier Rhodes at 14, Patrick Peterson at 14, and Kyle Fuller at 14. Okay. Tell me what we're doing with these numbers next. So basically, I took the average of the top 40 at each position, put them into a little table, and separated them by total value, average per year, total guaranteed money, and fully guaranteed money, and then just threw them into a, a nice little graph and just to compare. Um so like I said earlier, I thought quarterback was going to be just Empire State Building looking over the rest of New York City and then the rest kind of just... Although the Empire State Building is not the tallest building in New York. Uh, but it was at one point. So go for it. I thought you were going to say beg to differ and I was gonna be like, what does that mean? <laughs> no, you, you didn't. Anyway, continue. Whatever, go fuck yourself. But it turns out quarterbacks make a lot of money. Yes. Edge rushers make just a little bit less. Left tackles barely make anything, apparently. And then cornerbacks make just a little bit less than edge rushers. So I'm wondering if this has anything to do with... Um, it seems like every team that's been in a win-now mode recently has been relying on the rookie contract for the quarterback yes. so they can go out and sign like their secondary, tertiary, ancillary players. Like, you know... Their defensive ends, their left tackles, their cornerbacks. But, like, in general, it, it seems like, you know, the Rams went to the Super Bowl with Derek Goff on a rookie contract. Um, the Seahawks went to the Super Bowl with Russell Wilson on a rookie contract twice. Yeah. Um, I'm sure there's other people I, I'm not thinking of. The uh, Chiefs went to the playoffs this season with Pat Mahomes on his rookie contract. Like, the Jets are trying to get their shit done. Like, they built up all their cap space under the guise of Sam Darnold still being on his rookie contract. Right. I'm wondering if that has if that's playing a factor here. Like, I wonder if this would be the same if we went back, like, 10 years. It would be completely different. It would be just astronomically different. Just because of how much they make, like, players and quarterbacks specifically make on their second and third contracts compared to their rookie deals. Yeah. Like... Um, let's look up what Pat Mahomes makes in a single season. Um, isn't it right here? Isn't it four 
point one zero six. Is he on there? Yeah, uh, I don't number thirty five. So Pat Mahomes makes well. There's top forty quarterbacks. Yeah, there's a so lot of quarterbacks. Includes eight backups. Yeah. Um, Average per year of four million one hundred six thousand four hundred ninety one dollars. Right. Pat Mahomes makes four million dollars a year compared to Aaron Rodgers thirty three and a half. And that's that's three million per year less than your average left tackle. Right. Yeah. Which is just absolutely insane when you think about it. And since the cap is going up so much every year, there's new larger contracts every single year. So I wanted to do something like you did, comparing all these contracts of great players and everything like that. But they just don't exist anymore because of how much things are growing exponentially. Like there's no comparison to anything in the past. There's no comparing anything to something five years ago. Yeah, it, 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 that's what I also found was really tough with doing the contract discussion because, and I said this when I did the baseball one, I mean, unless you want to sit there and adjust for inflation, and then it, when you do this with the NFL, unless you want to start adjusting for cap percent, you know, like there's been a lot of talks in the Jets circles about how much you should pay Le'Veon Bell, and then you compare that to how much they we used to pay Curtis Martin as a percent of the cap, and it's it's a, it enters into a wacky-ass discussion with all this adjusting and... It, it it's almost impossible to compare. Whereas like stats is easy, yeah. stats is the same. Stats <laughs> are great. Uh, but yeah, money's tough. Money's really tough. Um. So are so we're saying that the most viable position here is your quarterback. Yeah. So I mean, if we basically just went off of the graph and looked at total value, any it doesn't matter what you look at. It goes quarterback, edge rusher, cornerback, and left tackle. So do you think it's fair to say that based on uh, average value per year, um, your quarterback is 26.5% more valuable than your left tackle, or do you think that's not a wide enough margin? Or Sorry, you're um, edge. I did buy edge. My bad. Edge rusher. That is about what you said coming in. Yeah. I mean, it's not crazy um my wild theory is that you should never sign a quarterback to a long-term contract and you should build your you know offensive skill positions and build your defense and just keep drafting rookie quarterbacks and just hope that one like hopefully the ones that you work with work out it's tough because Quarterback is so treated as a face of the franchise, mm-hmm. and your fans would hate you if you did that. Right. And then, like, and then, so now it's like, all right, well, I have to pay the guy because he's really good. What's the market rate? $30 million, you say? Ah, uh, yes. Well, fuck. What else am I going to do? I can't betray my fans. Not, not, not that teams are super concerned with their fan base. No. But also, they do act in part based on the wants of their fans. Otherwise, you wouldn't be a fan of the team. It's just so. It's, so, like, the cap right now is like $190 million. If your quarterback is making $30 million, what are you paying the other 52 guys? You just can't build a team, a competitive team, around a guy making $30 million out of 190 and yet here we have Drew Brees and the Saints, <laughs> where all of their money goes to Drew Brees, and the rest of the Saints players get paid in free jerseys and high fives. Because they're all on rookie contracts. Yeah. 
It's Drew Brees and Cam Jordan. Yeah. Yes. You're, you were right. It's not Jordan Cameron. Yeah. It's Cameron Jordan. It's still fucking, it fucks with me to this day. Um, and everyone else is on a rookie contract, essentially. Even the, even Eli Apple, the guy they traded for, rookie contract. John uh, Lattimore, Mike Thomas, Alvin Kamara. Oh, is Thomas still on his rookie contract? Yeah. Wow. They're going to have a rough time in a couple of years if well, that's Brees why, doesn't retire. That's why they trade all their good players away. That's why they. That's why they didn't keep uh, uh, Jimmy. What's his face? Tight end. Jimmy Graham. Yeah, Jimmy G, the OG Jimmy G. <laughs> Doug Dimmonome, owner of the Dimsdale <laughs> Dimmonome. <laughs> oh, I forgot about Doug Dimmonome, owner of the Dim- Dimsdale <laughs> Dimmonome. All right, hold on, I gotta do a clean. Doug Dimmonome, owner of the Dimsdale Dimmonomes. What a great character. Oh, fairly odd parents. Any other takeaways from this? Um, make your kid be a qu- Like, there's no question what position you should be in playing baseball. It's quarterback. Baseball quarterback? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. I said it. <laughs> I stand by it. I stand by my statement. So, I looked it up. Drew Brees is a free agent in 2020. Unrestricted free agent. In 2020, I feel like he's an unrestricted free agent every year, and then the, and then the Saints go up to him, they knock on the door of his house, and they say, "What can we give you?" And he goes, "In a minute," and then he comes back out and goes, "Everything you have." And they go, "All right, we got fifty million dollars. Yeah. We got that couch. We got we got this this McDonald's franchise. You want some of that? Uh, we can go find. Uh, you want? There's a laundromat. You want to own that? <laughs> we can go buy it." And then they just give Drew Brees everything he wants. Yeah, so this is the last deal of his contract. So I think it's fairly certain he retires after their, this year. Like, this is their last go. Man, it'd be weird without having Drew Brees in the league. I really hope they keep Teddy Bridgewater and can kind of keep this team moving with him. Well, no, he's a free agent too, isn't he? He's a free agent oh, this you mean, year. Oh, so you mean sign him? Sign him okay. this year retain him through all of because like he's not going to get a huge contract because of injuries and everything keep him until after breeze retires after this season and then hopefully then since he won't sign to a major contract you should be able to re-sign mike thomas and i don't think they have many expiring contracts honestly they could even draft a quarterback in that time have a qb competition between the two of them and then just Either retain both to see how it goes or trade Treddy Bridgewater with a high value. So the Saints don't have a first-round pick this year, I don't believe. Ah, they could become the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah. Um, so I think that uh, I think they don't really have a chance to draft a quarterback this year. They're going to trade their entire draft for Kyler Murray. Yeah, they sent it to Green Bay. I don't. What? I don't remember. I think it was to trade up to get um, what's his face, uh, edge rusher out of small school, top fifteen. God, what the fuck was his name? Marcus Davenport. I didn't even make it to the draft board in time. Regardless, whatever. That's all I got to say. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, 
I think we we saw this one come. Everyone in the world saw this one coming. Yeah, there's not much I can go into like you did with baseball. It's yeah, I I think it's I think it's neat to see though, like you confirming your own suspicions so fucking accurately though. I mean, you said you thought twenty five percent better than left tackle. Oh, God, that's a third time edge rusher. You were damn near on the money. I mean, if it was yeah. a betting line, you would have won. Yeah, you know. Um, I'm I'm this. surprised to see left tackle be lower than cornerback, only because you hear how that's like you know the position on the offensive line that gets paid. Right. Whereas cornerbacks, like yeah, they they do they do get money. Josh Norman got money. Jermaine Johnson got money. But like it also feels like a position where you see a lot of rookies, a lot of young talent. It's a, a position that you can. Yeah, because I think you're comfortable with giving rookies the chance mm-hmm. to go out there. Because what's the worst that happens? They get beat and you lose the game. What's the worst that happens when you have a bad left tackle? Your quarterback dies. Alex Smith. Yeah, um, Jim McMahon. That's how his career ended too. Well, left tackle didn't let that guy through to suplex him. He uh, kind of yeah. did that after the play. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Jim McMahon. Uh, that guy that Lawrence Taylor done fucked up. Who was that? Oh, uh, who did Lawrence the, Taylor murder on TV? Uh, oh, uh, Theismann. Yeah, Joe, jo- Theismann. Joe Theismann. Yeah, also Redskins quarterback. Yeah, yeah, that's what was the irony of it. Yeah. Um, so it is weird to see left tackles not cleaning the house a little bit more or cleaning up a little bit more. Uh, maybe the Nate Solder contract, which was a record setter, does more for that market. Um. I mean, it's also tough, though. Like, how often do you hear of left tackles going to free agency? Not often. You think that would be it? I mean, I know a lot of these quarterbacks don't, like, yeah. go to free agency either, but you do see it happen. Yeah. Do you think it really just could I be that? It's really hard to say. Because Joe Thomas never went to free agency. No. I mean, guys like Joe Staley don't go to free agency. DeBrickashaw uh, Ferguson never went to free agency. No, like... Uh, Alejandro Villanueva, we're not going to let him go. Um, Do you really think it could just be something as stupid as that? Yeah, I mean, not I stupid, think, but like simple, right? Like it's such an important position. It's such an important position that when you find a guy that works, it's not worth letting him go. Um, especially since they're not getting the kind of contracts quarterbacks are getting. It doesn't hurt you nearly as much to sign a long-term left tackle. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I've, I think I've talked myself into this position. I think I've talked myself into the belief that left tackles just don't hit free agency, and that's the only real reason that they're not getting paid more. Like we, we, we need more left tackles saying, "I fucking hate this team. I want to go play elsewhere for millions of dollars." Honestly, if Alejandro Villanueva wasn't such an amazing person with the lun of rock, this. <laughs> run of luck the Steelers have had this uh, past two years, I wouldn't be surprised if he was just like, yeah, fuck it. I'm a neo-Nazi and I hate the Roonies <laughs> oh, and Jesus. I'm the fucking worst. And oh, fuck wow. you guys, I'm out of here. You went hard. You know, uh, you got to when you're in the Steelers locker room. Yeah, true, true. You can't let Antonio Brown front on you with uh, all that. Mr. Big Chest, thank Mr. you very much. Mr. Big Chest. Dude, it took me forever to figure out who the fuck that was. People just, are like genuinely calling him that now. I think it's because they want to be in on the meme, but what they don't realize is that they're memeing it into reality. Like, there's no such thing as like pretending to say that. Iro- there's no such thing as pretending to be ironic. No. If, if you're doing, you it, doing it, you're doing yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's true. 
Uh, but yeah, I mean, we see cornerbacks at the free agency all the free agency. We see cornerbacks hit free agency all the time. It happened to Josh Norman. Um, I I'm I I'm now officially of my own position <laughs> that left tackles need to go in the free agency more, and Be- it's it's their own fault. Become an NFL agent just to tell left tackles that they should. I will. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna change career paths and become the Scott Boris of left tackles. With, with, all, complete with bad fishing and boat analogies. All in. Joe Boris. <laughs> J- Josh Traboris. Sounds like Nostradamus. Uh, yeah, that's all I got, I guess. That's all she wrote, folks. Yeah, so we'll be doing another one of these similar in fashion, except we'll be talking about... What's the most valuable position in terms of bringing wins to the team? I doubt Corwin Harris is going to change much. Probably not. I'm curious to see if mine does. It'll be interesting because we haven't done this research yet. Um, it'll be interesting to see if the points we made today hold true for actual value in addition to dollar value. But I guess we'll find out. If quarterback is not the highest value added position in football, I will shave my head. I really hope you do, because I want to see what that looks like. It's not going to be pretty. When is it ever? Yeah. Damn. That hurt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. If you uh, want to follow the show. Bye, guys. Uh, if you want to follow the show on Twitter, you can do so at JuicingPod. If you want to reach out to us via email, you can do so at JuicingTheNumbers at gmail.com. If you want to find the show notes for this episode and previous episodes, you can do so at uh, juicingthenumbers.wixsite.com slash website juicingthenumbers.wixsite.com slash website there's spreadsheets there's notes that's really it there's a picture of the two of us look at it and jerk off to it and uh, that's it <laughs>